What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and today I am looking ahead to KSW 85, which goes down on the 19th of August over in Poland. And it's uh, another offering from KSW that is uh, is very good, that is packed with quality, especially at the very top now. I think this one maybe is a little bit more top heavy than, than recent cards. Look, they put a lot into the Coliseum card, which we all remember. Uh, and their last card is very good as well. So there's, there's always going to be a bit of that. But luckily, for, I suppose, for the, the, the Coliseum card, uh, or unluckily for the Coliseum card, luckily for this one, Paranas fell off of that and is able to have a, a relatively quick turnaround, which I will talk about uh, in a minute when we get to that fight. To fight here... Um, and it is, you know, it's it's a smaller venue, 4,000 capacity, I believe. Again, shout out to my guy, Sean Dini Wallace, always has a, a helping hand and more than that even for these um, for these previews, the uh, uh, the great Polish MMA expert over there in Severe MMA uh, and on Twitter. Follow Matt Dini Rantz as well, he's a great man. Uh, but yeah, this is... Uh, is one of those cards that isn't, you know, the the big ones, but they are surely getting a big fight here with the uh, uh, unification of the featherweight championship in the main event. And I know oh, usually when I start these previews, when I start my, maybe even the cage wires, the one championship previews, I have a little bit of a look at the, I suppose, all around um, nature of the scene. I suppose. And I think it's a very interesting time for uh, the European scene right now because even, uh, let's say if you look at the, maybe two cards ago or, or three cards ago, the scene is 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 changing and has changed a bit because um, PFL have come into the European scene. They have a Paris card coming up. They, they had one in, uh, in Newcastle. Uh, they have one coming up in... Um, uh, in Dublin towards the end of the year as well. We know what Cage Warriors are doing uh, all the time. Octagon have just kind of taken off. I was watching a couple of Octagon fights there recently and they're absolutely massive. So the I suppose the European scene is absolutely buzzing at the moment. And I, I, for KSW, their scene is absolutely buzzing. But I wonder, like, I wonder if KSW are going to go a little bit uh, further afield again. Now, I've no indication of this or anything, but you would think, you look at KSW, right? And you think how amazingly they have done over the last few years. And you would think they would be maybe the number one um, organization to move further. Now, they have had uh, events in the UK, an unbelievable event here in Ireland. And we all know like the, what happened in Ireland, obviously, after the death of Joe Carvalho and everything like that. It was very hard to put on events. If it wasn't for that, I'd say they would have put on more. So they have met hurdles along the way. Uh, but I just wonder if this fight for Europe goes on whether maybe they'll be forced to do that or whether they will want to do that to like, uh, you know, clinch or keep their pay place, maybe, if, if that's your opinion, as the top destination in Europe. And like, there's two ways of looking at that, right? You look at the PFL card that's coming up uh, for their Power E card, and it's unbelievable. Now, you know, maybe there aren't many like great fights in it yet, right? But there are seven or eight like top 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 prospects on it like really really good prospects on it three or four of the Irish lads and you know leading the way Franz Malamba who's unbelievable they're after signing the Lazy King they have Cedric Doombe they have Dakota De Cheva they have Simeon Powell the, like that talent is absolutely insane right 
And I I was talking to someone recently and saying, like, oh, what's this in the year Ireland card going to be like? You know, are we going to be able to fill the arena or whatever? And I looked, that's still a question. But after looking at what they put on this Paris card, and obviously all of them are probably going to be on the Dublin card as well, that could be a, a really astonishing night to remember towards the end of the year. Something like what KSW have done with the Coliseum. Now, the Coliseum is the, the way more fans are in that, but you get me. Like, just all their best fighters, and that could be unbelievable. You look at Cage Warriors, and what they, they have done over the last while. Like, their card in Dublin was brilliant the last time, but, like, they've produced, again, fighter after fighter after fighter after fighter for the UFC. And just recently, like, all their champions nearly have gone, are, like they always are, are kind of in that rebuilding stage as well. And it's not really a rebuilding stage for Cage Warriors, because that is their, their normal state of flux. But there is maybe an opportunity there for the others to maybe take advantage of that a little bit. You know, Reese McKee is gone to the UFC. Jimmy Wallhead uh, is retired. Look, hopefully by the time this comes out, Paul Hughes will be gone to the UFC. Um, Kaelin Lockhart has gone to the UFC. Uh, George Hardwick is a fight coming up in Contender Series. Oban Elliott is a big fight coming up in Contender Series. They're, they're 205 on Chevin Modestus Pagowskis has gone back to the UFC and on and on and on and on. And the, the advantage here, and we've seen some of the uh, Octagon guys as well go to um, go to the UFC Brito's coming up and you know the um, uh, Lazy King was with Aries but Aries as well have done good things uh, but the point I'm kind of making here is they all have their strong points but what KSW have really is the ability to hold on to people probably better than any of the others now PFL obviously are very new and with Bellator Europe as well uh, another big part of this what is the story with Bellator Europe? What is the story with Bellator? Again, as I said, I'm recording this a few days before it comes out. Maybe something will have happened in the meantime uh, with, with, with all of that. So this, like, the scene is in a real state of flux at the minute. Like, I'll Just to quickly recap again, Bellator isn't even going to be in the scene in a couple of weeks. PFL have signed up loads of people. Octagon doing massive things. Cagewire is kind of in, in that constant state of flux. But are you know going to have to rebuild their their top guys again and then you know Aries and all the rest but in KSW with like Parnas absolutely fantastic I'm sure any of the people going to France will want to sign him and uh, you know Halidov all of that uh, they have they have so much they have absolutely so much and uh, and and the, the initial point as well is if that battle is going to go down like are they up for that battle do they want that battle for Europe or are they happy enough to kind of stay in Poland and say maybe do one in Croatia and around there or will they go to the UK will they go to Ireland will they go to France maybe into Germany wherever uh, maybe they, they want to go like w- is that going to be a thing I just wanted to throw that out there at the start of this to kind of like uh, set the scene for the for the scene, I suppose, as it is at the moment. And um, you know, I think it was weird when when Bellator Europe started. Right, everyone was like, "Oh, is this going to be like um, you know a European belt, or is this going to be you know oh, I have to win this to get to the world stage?" And then I go on, it's just another stage in your development. And um, I I think we need to start like. Look, and you know, there's somewhat still a feeling of that in a way, but I think we need to start looking at it in a different way, really. Like, if you have a career like Halidoff, what a career that is. If you can earn a lot of money and have good fights in these organizations, why not? You know, I really think the worldwide scene is changing, but also, like, you can make yourself a massive name, you can get good money, you can get good experience, and then maybe at the end of your contract, you could move on somewhere else. 
whether it is with any of these organizations, you know? So, you know, maybe, maybe this is maybe this is one for a longer podcast that we can do in the future. Maybe I'll get a guest on to, to chat about it. But um, I, I really think, like, right now it's it, we're sandwiched in between a load of cards, you know, a load of Octagon cards, KSW cards, K, uh, Cage Warriors cards, the PFL card is coming up, like the Irish Dublin card is coming up uh, as well. Massive, a massive time for the scene. Um, and I suppose it's a good time to have a fight like Saladin Parnas versus uh, Robert Ruhala, uh on this at the, the top of the card. Um, look, you, what more is there to say about Saladin Parnas? 17 and 1. His one loss was to Daniel uh, Torres. He avenged that, uh, what, some 10 months later. Um, you know, he was, he was caught with kind of a forearm strike and knocked out. But other than that, he has been ruthless in there, finishing so many of his fights. You know, for a guy who's been fighting, um, you know, at a kind of a lower weight class, maybe. Uh, he has just looked absolutely unbelievable. And he's so, what? I, I, let me just look at 25 years of age. 25 years of age. This guy... He's everything you want. Like you look, you look at some of the names he's beaten, right? And I mentioned a couple of them there. You know, uh, Rakowski, Daniel Torres, even Bushinger, Roman Szymanski, Martin Varshek, uh, Morgan Sharia, who's after signing for the UFC, William Gomis, who's in the UFC back in the day. The list goes on and on and on. So it's not just uh, as if he's you know beat nobody's out somewhere. He's beaten really good guys uh, along the way, um, and he has really become one of the best fighters in the world. I suppose outside of the UFC in the chasing back if if he isn't in your top three to five fighters in the world uh, I, I'd say you probably <laughs> you probably don't know who he is because he's right up there there's no shadow of a doubt uh, about that and this is a big opportunity uh, for him I suppose to uh, to get another W in there unifying the title against Ruhala um, who is also a very good fighter and he's fighting in his hometown 25 year old as I said the interim champion uh, got um, a big knockout to uh, uh, to win the title in I think it was the fifth round even to, he's undefeated as uh, well not as well but he's undefeated 9-0 and, um, and you know the, the lads he's beaten he's, the names aren't the same but like when you see someone like Damien Stasiak uh, on it uh, you know, his last opponent, uh, Lomali uh, Eskiju, was uh, 20 and 6. So there are definitely some guys in there with, uh, uh, you know, records you would not want to come up against. So he fought uh, uh, Patrick um, uh, Kamziak, who's in on this card as well, whose name I will pronounce better later on. They were both undefeated at the time, and he came through it and got the unanimous decision win in that one. So, you know, a real, real... A uh, good fighter just by looking at his record. By look, looking at him as a fighter himself, he's very, very good too. Um, had a, a, a nine and zero here, but like a long amateur career. I think he's something like fifteen fights um, as an amateur, and like all the way back to two thousand and seventeen. So, in I think all those fifteen fights were in the space of like two, two and a half years. Um, just. And that is exactly, I suppose, what you would want, you know, and fighting all around the best, fighting in different places, getting all that experience in. It's absolutely uh, brilliant. But as a fighter himself, uh, I suppose when you look at some of his highlights and when you look at the ends of some of his fights, uh, you see him and you're like, okay, this guy is uh, is a jiu-jitsu guy. He's a ground guy. And there, there is no doubt about that. Look, he has three submissions uh, in his nine wins, one knockout and five decisions. Uh, and he is fantastic on the ground like really really good um 
very strong in the flinch uh, in the clinch. I love his transitions. That that to me is what makes him uh, a top level fighter or one that could reach a top level. I think it's his ability to move from a negative to a positive place with like such ease. And he's a guy who like you you see him standing. And you think like maybe okay, this guy isn't maybe the most powerful guy in the world, or isn't the strongest guy in the world. But then you get to that clinch, or you get to the ground, or you get to a struggle for a position on the ground, and the strength is like the uh, I I I don't know what the word would be like, but like the, the the calisthenics is that is that the word is that I'm just throwing that in there without actually really know what it means, but like just like the. Like, it's more the strength of his movements than the strength of himself, if that makes sense. But in Ireland here, what we call it, maybe farmer strength, like that, you know? Very strong at moving his opponents around. Um, and he's just, look, a guy who maybe isn't the most natural on the feet, but it's so natural on the ground. Like, just so natural on the ground. Uh, he's striking at the other side of it then. Um, improving. Uh, a lot. If you watch a fight of his from a few years ago, and you watch it now, there's definitely improvements there. Um, what I like from him are his kicks. You know, he throws that front kick, he throws the leg kick, and there's two reasons for that, right? He throws the front kick because he's happy enough to get taken down. Now, a lot of time, John, you know he actually loves as well. Like he loves getting taken down, right? Getting back up against the cage, getting to the clinch, and then trying to take someone down from there. He he loves fighting against the cage. He's one of those type of guys. <laughs> you know, he, he loves to kind of lock you up let you move and then where does he shine in the transition in the transition when you're trying to move he will take the back he will take the arm bar or whatever it might be really really good in that position so a lot of his kicks are for that especially the front kick and i just think the leg kick is the perfect kick for him because he likes to fight like on the outside he likes to fight far out and come in quickly but it feels like he's saying right what is the best uh weapon that i can throw in this position and it feels like, right, I'm going to bang in leg kick after leg kick after leg kick in training and just become really good at them. And he has, especially with that outside leg kick, just really good. Um, look, I think he's attempting to become more technical. Uh, and he is becoming more technical. Like, his jab is better. His, his straights are better. But it is the wild thing that will either get him a big shot lander. Look, we, we've seen it happen to Parnas before. He throws wheel kicks. He throws big high kicks. <laughs> he throws it all he really does throw it all but i really think those front kicks those leg kicks are what he needs to be doing here to make it a tough night on parnas now the other side of it then parnas uh just hard to say anything but top level with him um he has really good technical striking he can hit hard his tactics are really good. His shot selection is really good. And all because of that, his cardio is really good too. Um, plus, he can grapple, especially as the later the fight goes. Um, and when I say grapple, he's good takedowns, good submissions, and all of that. What I love from him is his ability to control you. And what I mean by that is he will keep you at the end of the jab and jab away and leg kick away and teep away and touch you and touch you and touch you into a place where, right, he's not winning by that much. Right? He's just ahead, he's just, but he is winning. And you get three minutes into that and you're four minutes into that and you're like, okay, maybe, look, I might lose this round. Okay, we'll move on and we'll see. But then you get seven, eight minutes. You're like, I can't throw away two rounds here. I'm going to have to do something. 
And when you do something, that's when he catches you. He baits you and baits you and baits you. And then he counters. And when he does counter, it's either a big takedown or a big left hand fighting out out southpaw position or a big, like a three punch counter um, combo. And then you're like, well, he's just been keeping me at the end of his jab for this whole fight. I've decided to open up and now I'm getting hit worse. What to do next? And that is, uh, (laughs) you know, that is a question that a lot of guys will not know the answer for right then. And if you're fighting Parnas, you have to ask yourself that question a week out, two weeks out, ten weeks out. Well, A week or two out is probably not enough. But you know what I mean? In the middle of camp. He's not one of these guys who say, I'm going to go in and I'm going to fight my game and I'm going to beat him. And if he, look, if he beats me, fair enough. You have to fight around his game. I truly believe that with Parnas or he'll just pick you apart. And he'll pick you apart until you change something in the middle of the fight and he'll pick you apart worse. Um, I, I think, I think Rukhala is actually like a pretty good guy to be able to do that, if I'm being honest. Now, um, <coughs> You look at most guys and you think, right, even if they had that knowledge of what I just said there, what what can they do about it anyway, right? right? Like, what do you really do? Are you going to now, like, now out-technique him? Are you, like, are you going to stay way, way out of distance? Like, that's not going to work either. Are you going to try to take him down early while he's some really good footwork and he's going to be able to move out of it? It's a really tough situation. Like, it's a really, really tough situation. But what do you do? Like, you do what Torres did against him. You throw, like, spinning back elbows and spinning forearms at him and stuff like that. That's what you do, right? Unless you are, like, a top, top level striker or wrestler against him. Um... Is Rukala either of them? I, I don't think so. So what he needs to do is get wild. Throw those spinning back fists. Throw those high kicks. Throw those wheel kicks. Throw the shot at Lynn. Throw that leg kick. Try, you know, try to get that nerve. Try to get that nerve. I said, you know, the, the, the Michael Chandler nerve, the Conor McGregor nerve, the one that being, you know, you kick the outside of the calf and boom, the fight's over, basically, you know? um, That's the sort of thing he needs to do here. He really does. And if he can't, like, and it's not easy. It's not easy. Look, the, pit, the obvious pick here is Parnas. Parnas is just going to pick him apart and pick him apart and pick him apart until he's forced to make a mistake. And then he will make the mistake an even bigger mistake. Uh, and that's how I think this fight will go. Now, one thing I want to say here before I move on. Uh, Salim Parnas was due to fight on 155, what, seven weeks ago or so? Uh, and I, I just mentioned earlier on the Coliseum show he's supposed to fight in the co-main event uh, with the lightweight title on the line. Uh, his opponent was injured in the um, uh, in the warm-up area, and the fight didn't happen. I just wonder how going back down and wait in such um, close proximity to when you were supposed to last fight without actually having the fight. Uh, like, how much will that play into it? Like. A lot of guys, I know when they go up to 155, they go up away class, they put on, a, you know, that 10 pounds of muscle, or they put on 15 pounds of muscle, and they think, well, I have a, a bit more out the cut uh, in terms of, um, uh, or I have a bit more leeway with what I have to cut, and, you know, if I put on a few pounds of muscle, there's no problem, because I'm a bit bigger now, and I've, you know, more of a percentage to lose, or whatever it might be, or, you know, you know, let, let's say they were... Um, 
they were 20 pounds over in terms of the, the, the cut they had to make at the camp and if they put on 15 pounds of muscle, you know, there's only five to go in after that or whatever. Um, it's, uh, and, and those numbers are, are out of kilter, but you know what I mean? It, it's, that's a question I have. Like, who knows the answer to that question? He knows the answer to that question. Would he have taken the fight on that notice if that was a big question? Uh, you'd like to think not, but like, then how do you look at the opponent? Uh, how does he look at the opponent? I think there's big questions over that. Now, will it play a factor in here? I don't, I honestly don't think so, right? But it could. And it's just one thing I definitely wanted to mention here. And if you're looking for a path to victory for Ojala, if he can take him there, you know, if he can get a couple of takedowns, if he can push him into those places where the transitions are a big part to this fight, well, the weight cut could be an issue then. And like as well, I, I said about the cardio earlier on of Parnas, I think a big part of that cardio is the ability to fight at his own pace. If you allow him to fight at that pace, he will keep that cardio. If you don't, then it'll be tested it'll, as it would be with anyone, but a guy who, uh, you know, was at a weight class above only seven weeks ago to come back down here now, Big, big question. So, uh, I look, it, it probably won't play into it at all, but I did want to mention it. Right, let's um, let's run through the rest of the card here, because as I said, this is a very top-heavy uh, uh, card. The common event, light heavyweight championship, I suppose, is uh, is the other one. So, there's two massive fights here, uh, and, and you know, obviously that's what makes it top-heavy. Uh, top uh, Ibrahim uh, Shuzagayev is taking on Bogdan uh, Genikai, Um and this is a very interesting fight. I went and I watched, obviously, both of these lads. Um, and they are different sorts of fighters, to, I think, to uh, to put it lightly. Um, Ibrahim, 17-5, and 10-0 for, uh, for Bogdan. Um, Ibrahim is a guy who... Uh, you know, at the heavyweight division, or sorry, the light heavyweight division, but the, the heavier divisions, doesn't have the biggest finishing record in the world, you know, around the 50% um, in terms of finishes, whereas Bogdan and you, look, if you watched half around the board of these guys, you're probably, and I give you the records, you'll probably tell me who was who, Bogdan, all 10 of his uh, finishes have been inside uh, the distance, but at the same time, uh, you look at Ibrahim's record and it's been unflappable for a, a good while now. You know, he's won his last, what, uh, let me look here, eight fights in a row. He beat Ivan Erslan last time out um, at, uh, at the end of last year. Beat Thomas Narcoon before that. I went back and watched that fight. And look, it was a very kind of slow enough fight, I suppose, and he did enough in it uh, to, to, to get the win. But uh, that's the sort of fight that, you really, um, you know, you keep in your back pocket for the rest of your career knowing you can do that sort of thing. And he went five rounds last time out as well. Whereas Bogdan, um, he's a guy who's never been out of the first round and we'll see how that's going to play into it. But his power is astonishing. Uh, he is just a madman. He comes out early with these big shots and he's just really, uh, really good at it. Um, he's fighting out of Ukraine, but does a lot of these train over in the UFD gym, who we all know every time you, you listen to this. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking to Shawnee about it, you know, the the best gym in, in those parts. You know, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I think you look at, at Bogdan uh and you just think that fast start is something that is very, very good, but will he be able to do it in this fight? I think he, I think he will, <laughs> to be honest, because like Ibrahim is not exactly the fart, fart, fartest, the, <laughs> the fastest 
starter in the world himself. And not that he's a slow starter, but he doesn't start in that sort of fashion. He is a guy who is, you know, at the same pace for 25 minutes. Um, and that sometimes at the higher weight classes is a tough thing to uh, to get past, you know. He's well-rounded. Um, he, he can, you know, cardio is not an issue for him. Because of the cadence, he talks about very good kickboxer, but he can grapple as well. He is strong wrestling. Um, you know, he won I think twelve of his fifteen fights over in uh, ACB. You know, so um, very very good fighter. Anyone beats Thomas Narcoon, you know, is a very very good fighter. So, look, what will this come down to? Um, it will come down to if Bogdan can go out there and finish Ibrahim Shuzagayev uh, early. I really think it will come down to that. If he can't, then we have a whole different ball game, right? So Bogdan's going to have to produce something he's never produced before, which is a longer, more detailed game plan to try to beat a guy. Um, if it doesn't happen as well, you have to think Ibrahim gets into like the, the latter part of the first round into the second and third round. If, let's see if it goes there. And he's probably thinking to himself, right, let's just keep it at this pace. This, I can keep going at this pace all day. Can he, right? Now, maybe he can. Maybe he can, we, we, but we don't know yet. And that's always the problem with, I suppose, these lightning up-and-coming fighters who look absolutely unbelievable. There's so many questions unanswered with them. Um, but what I'm looking forward to here is seeing the betting lines coming out. Uh, I, I like Bogdan's style. I think he has a massive athletic advantage over Ibrahim. Um, I think that power is unquestionable. And um, I think, was it his last fight? Let me just check here. Uh, no, it was two fights ago, uh, KSW 77, when he landed a head geek knockout. It was one of those head geeks, right? And, so, and I've said this about a fight recently. I can't remember what one it was, but some head geeks were kind of just thrown in their land and some are thrown to a, like a pinpoint, a pinpoint place. And I felt like that one for him. Uh, it was against uh, Madeline uh, Pivelescu. Uh, KSW 77, it was a beautiful shot. There was, um, I think, a grind strike or something just before, and there was a bit of a stoppage, and he came back and he landed. You could see you could see he was trying to pick it, and then he did pick it, and Goddard came in and, and stopped it quickly after that. Uh, it was uh, it was a lovely finish altogether. There's a fly picking land to me. Um, but yeah, he has that in his locker, and I just think, you are, like, anyone can, or a lot of people can have this big, massive power uh, and this, you know, this physical advantage over people but if you don't have that little bit of smarts uh you're not going to get to the very top but i think he has that as well now it remains to be seen but uh let's uh let's see and uh, i think that's going to be a very very interesting one the first look the first round of that will tell so much it will tell so much and then the, <laughs> look, the rounds after it will tell as well so let's see how it uh let's see how it all plays out um Right, let's run through the rest of this card here pretty uh, pretty quickly, maybe. Um, I mentioned him earlier, Patrick uh, Kaczmarczyk. Uh, he's uh, taken on Danu uh, Turchalu, um, 9-2 versus 6-1. Patrick, um, 25-year-old, very good wrestler, uh, but has a taekwondo background as well. Uh, watching a few of his fights, do you know who he'd remind you of? He'd remind you of the Shelley brothers in Ireland with that kind of that taekwondo background, but are doing a lot of grappling now as well. He's very, very good. Um, his opponent, Danu, is only 20 years of old, 20 years of age, fighting out of uh, Moldova. Again, very well-rounded, is a finisher, uh, solid wrestling and solid kickboxing uh, as well. Um, I, 
like, uh, well, will I give you my picks? Okay, I'll give you my picks as we go through. I, I, in the main event, I'm going to go for Paranas. I'm gonna, do you know what? I'm going to go for uh, Bogdan uh, Ganiho in the, in the co-main event. <sighs> I'm going to go for uh, for um, Kaczmarczyk uh, in this one just because of that extra bit of age and that extra bit of experience but we'll see on that one uh, the next fight in Patrick Sur, um, uh, Sirdin uh, against uh, Camille Shakuradek um, 20 year, 28 years of age is uh, is Patrick uh, the former title contender um, uh, he got knocked out in, in that but he's a very strong grappler very good jiu-jitsu very good cardio as well Camille then uh, he's also a very good grappler 25 years of age in Krakow uh, undefeated um, you know but a lot of decisions I suppose I think this is going to be a bit of a longer one and uh, we'll go for Camille to win uh, that one there another undefeated guy in the next fight 27 year old Umar C from Paris fighting Kleber Silva um very, very, very good prospect to see. Um, there was talks to him going to the UFC, obviously in France, and the French card is coming up. A very good grappler, heavy on top, very, very good submissions, but he can kickbox as well, and he has power in his hands. He's fighting a 35-year-old veteran from Brazil with 14 knockouts in his record. Um, he fought against Lucas uh, Soldowski at KSW last January and got a win over him, and he's a few submissions there as well. But you'd, you'd fancy see to win that one maybe just a little bit quicker I think um, but he'd want to keep away from that power if he if he does I think he can get through that one um, then we've Mikhail Pechak against Martin Krakowicak um, a 35 year old versus a 30 year old Mikhail uh, has been around for a while now he trains with the likes of um, Gamrat and, and Mankowski um, He's a tough, tough guy, great cardio, strong wrestling, um, but a good kickboxing game as well. You know, your usual KSW guy, you know, just very well-rounded. Um, uh, Marcin then is fighting out of Lods, um, where uh, Pavel Pawlak and Adrian Bartosinski, the two champions at the moment, are a good, strong wrestler as well, good uh, submissions. He's a very good guillotine, uh, takes your back very quickly and a very good high kick uh, as well. Um Look, could this be the younger man, I suppose, coming up? Maybe I'll go with Marcin to win that one. Adriana Kraft in 5-0 against 5-1 Yasmin Gimaraish. Um, two young enough prospects. Gimaraish fighting out of Brazil, 27 years of age. Uh, has a lot of decisions, but very good BJJ and very good on the feet as well. Um, Adriana, very good kickboxer. Um, and I think she will uh, get the decision there in that one. Um Lucas Rakowski, who's also another person who's been around for a good long time, uh, what, 20 fights into his career now, he's taken on Wilson Varela out of France. Um, Rakowski's 34 years of age now, uh, again, fighting out of that gym as well with um, with Gamrat and Mankowski and his brother Sebastian Rakowski. Um, you know, knockout artist again, good kickboxing. I think it's Sanda background that he has, but he's, you know, getting better on the ground all the time. Um, Varela then, uh, as I said, fighting out of France, a good all-around fighter with big power. Um, I'll go, I'll go for Rakowski to, to, to win that on, uh, on, on hometown turf, I suppose. And in the, the opening fight at night, two up-and-comers, I suppose, 2-0, and Victor Chiveja uh, against Sandra Suker. Uh, Victoria even Victoria uh, She's a 19 year old uh, Prospect um, 
that was over an American top team. So definitely one to look out for here. Um, ferocious. Uh, what, uh, there, there isn't much of there. Obviously, she's only 2-0. and all, But she just seems like one of these people who is just going to go for you and go for you and go for you and not stop. Uh, and she looks a really, really good prospect. Uh, Sandra on the other side of a 24 years of age from Lebanon. Um, she came through the amateur scene, the Gamma amateur scene, I believe, as well. So, you know, going to have a lot of experience when you come through those sort of scenes. So that should be an interesting fight and an interesting test, I suppose, for Victoria. So, yeah. All in all, very, very good card again from uh, KSW. A lot of prospects. Uh, but the top two fights, and especially the main event, are, are fascinating watches. And I can't wait to see them. Alright everyone, let me know in the comment section below which fight, which fight you're most looking forward to Let me know who you think is going to win uh, In the comment event, I think well, I think a lot of people are going to pick Parna So let me know uh, who you think is going to win in the, the comment event Please give us a like and subscribe if you haven't already That would be absolutely brilliant I will leave it there, my name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com And I'll see you all next time